Welcome to Human Potential at Work, the show where we explore social impact, inclusion, and empowerment of everyone, including persons with disabilities. Your host is Deborah Rue, CEO of Rue Global Impact and co-founder and chairwoman of Billion Strong, an identity and empowerment organization designed to bring billions of voices of persons with disabilities together. To join the global community and to donate to the cause, visit billion-strong.org. That's billion-strong.org. And now, on to the episode. Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Rue, and this is Human Potential at Work. And I'll say a Happy New Year to everybody, 2023. I'm just counting on it. It's going to be a, an amazing year. That's what we're thinking. My guest today is Jacob Levy with Searchable LC. And what he's doing is very different. So I'm fascinated with what he's doing. I think it's a very good thing he's doing. And I think in the future, I'd like to see more people doing what Jacob's doing. But Jacob, welcome to the program. Let me start by doing a quick visual description. Today, I'm wearing a hat because it really helps with curly hair on winter days. And I have purple hair, gray hair, and I'm orange and black and purple on my outfit. And I'm wearing some glasses. But Jacob, welcome to the program. Do you mind giving a visual description, but also talking a little bit about who Jacob is? No problem. And thank you so much, Deborah, for the opportunity. Good morning. Good evening, everyone. My name is Jacob. I am a Caucasian male with glasses, a beard, brown hair, some of it's graying, and a turquoise shirt. So yeah, in terms of what I do, I am a special education teacher, career coach, disability advocate, and person with a disability. In terms of searchable LC, what I do is I help job seekers target opportunities specifically outside their network by understanding how an algorithm works. Content creation is really important if you want to market yourself. So the way I see it is you're not a job seeker. You are a product or a service to an organization. So bullet points and dates of employment is not necessarily going to cut it. That maybe worked like 10, 20 years ago. You actually have to document your journey, your expertise, and content form. And that's what I help job seekers do. Plus, you're all about keywords and things like that. Because the way that we get jobs have changed. The way we get jobs have changed. I remember people of my age saying, I've never had to look for a job. I always knew somebody and they said, hey, what about this job over here? And when people are actually looking for jobs now, you have to do it in a very deliberate way. And a lot of people don't seem to, like you use the word algorithms, they don't understand the variables. And so I'm fascinated with what you're doing. But Jacob, do you mind just talking a little bit more about your experience with lived experiences with disabilities? Just a little bit about your journey of how you got to be a special education teacher and all these other things? Absolutely. That is a nice loaded question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I acquired a learning disability at birth due to hydrocephalus. Hydrocephalus essentially is means water on the brain. So it resulted in a brain hemorrhage. So I struggled a lot with my memory retrieval, short-term, long-term, things like that. But what I've learned is when there's a deficiency in the brain, there tends to, it tends to inadvertently rewire itself to mm -hmm. compensate. So I excel, I struggled with my memory, but I excelled in music. I had piano lessons when I was a kid. I have a twin sister, so we both shared a piano bench. And 
she didn't continue with it, but I have a persistent Jewish mother. So she had me do that and it was, it paid off because although I didn't practice that much, I would just sit at the piano and anything I heard on radio, TV, movies, et cetera, I would just play it back and it would, became effortless. So I had very good hearing, which is interesting because I wear glasses and I have a lazy eye. I had to wear a patch for many years as a kid. So it's interesting that when there's a deficiency in one area, I had very strong, like a very strong auditory sense. Although my wife will disagree that I don't listen to her, but whatever. So yeah, so yeah, through music, I actually figured out a way to use music as a mnemonic device to recall my own information, struggling with my memory. I would basically listen to the syllables in a task and match them with the syncopation of any song to remember anything. I've been doing that for 30 plus years, and now I'm starting to help as a special education teacher, help other people with disabilities and memory recall issues, basically use a modified version of music to use it as a mnemonic device to remember information. Can you give us just a, an example of that? Sure. In terms of academics, I was working with an instructional autism program and they had to remember the order of math operations. So the poem is like PEMDAS, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. It literally is an acrostic. It spells PEMDAS. So that's one way to do it. That's a visual. But what if your strength is not visual? You could do auditory. So one way to do it, there's that cheesy dance tune from the 90s, Everybody Dance Now. Yep, love it. Everybody, <laughs> exactly. Everybody Dance Now is six syllables, right? So everybody dance now. And now the thing about it is you don't want to change the tune. The tune is copyrighted. You don't want to mess with it. That's the mnemonic. That's how people remember it. Okay. But you can always you can always manipulate the task. So what I do, what I figured out at a young age is I figured out how to match any task to fit the tune and not the other way around. You can change the syllables in a task. PEMDAS just, just works because it's six syllables or like six beats, P-E-M-D-S. And so I match it to the melody of everybody dance now. So it would be like P-E-M-D-A-S, right? And so that rhythm, it, it basically, the information that's stored in your brain of that melody, you're just putting in new information from your schema, the information you already know to serve as a mnemonic device. Wow. So I was thinking about a song I learned in elementary school that this must apply to. The states, which by the way, I can't remember it all, but Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. And I memorized this song and I knew every single one of the states. I do. I still do. But so it's sort of that theory, right? In a way. Yeah. So it's not a new, <laughs> it's not a new concept. I think what I'm doing has been done for decades. Sesame Street's been doing it forever. Okay, they take a popular tune and they just match it to academics, to like a basic skill, if you will. But what I want to do is I'm trying to pair, I'm trying to empower the end user. So I'm trying to let them pick any song to match any task. So there's like a billion songs plus and a billion plus tasks. It's um, a really good idea, though, and it's a really good way of teaching because my daughter born with Down syndrome, that that kind of style of teaching would really speak to her because she would re she would remember it better. She loves music. I remember, I also played the piano as a kid, Jacob, on the little stool. Yeah. And I also, like your sister, didn't stick with it. 
But I remember some of the songs that they taught me right at the beginning to help me remember it. So I think it's a it's really a brilliant way of remembering things. But at the same time, how have you taken what you're doing with special ed and moved it into um, you mentioned that you're a coach, you're a career coach, you are an educator, you have all these different creative paths, but you're also working with individuals outside the school system to support their lives. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? I love how you're marrying the two together. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty straightforward marriage, if you will. And being a special ed teacher are very similar. They can be different as well, but like from a macro perspective, it's a lot of the same skill sets. Teaching, I'm, when I educate someone who's a job seeker, I do an interest inventory, just like in special education. They have individual education plans. Right. I want to know what their strengths are, hobbies, learning style, are they auditory, tactile, kinesthetic, visual, etc. That all helps to understand like where the person is going. Right. So I could see the resume where they are, where they've been, but I want to see where they're going. And I need to know, have a full rundown of it's metacognition, right? Learning how to learn. I need to know how they learn in order to help them succeed. Yeah. I remember that was something that one of my daughter's special education teachers actually taught her. She taught her how to learn. And it wound up become it was such a valuable skill for my daughter. And even little things like, I remember Sarah um, always struggled with when she would be talking to somebody, she would not meet your eyes. She would always look down. And we kept saying, no, talk to the person, look in their eyes. And we just kept enunciate and everything. And she didn't really get it until she started doing theater arts. And she learned so much from being on the stage and them saying, you have to voice it. And you, and the skills that she got, the speech therapy never was as effective as theater arts. Theater arts was amazing to us. So I would think it's some of the same things, right? It applies to the reason why that worked for Sarah, that's reasons why you're having success with your clients and with your students. But I don't see a lot of people talking about it, Jacob. I don't see a lot of people talking about these issues. Do you see them talking about it in these ways? Not in the mainstream, per se. Yeah. It took me a lot. It took me many years of like personal experience to get to this point. I was also in acting. I was in the theater arts. I was a musician for 10 years. So it, it all correlates, right? Like, I'm not great with eye contact either. Uh, I actually, I, when I'm speaking to someone, I like to formulate better thoughts. I purposely don't look at them okay. because I'm like, for, I can't formulate like my best thoughts when I'm looking them straight in the eye. I have to like think about it and then give them the right. information. I agree. And that's a good point. And it's also something at the time, because my daughter's 35. I remember at the time when we were doing it, we weren't thinking about some of the other things like people with autism don't always feel comfortable looking at you and things like that. But I just remember being fascinated with what theater arts taught her um, because we were trying to teach her this stuff using more traditional methods that were not being successful. And theater arts just, I don't know, I guess because it spoke to her. But let's talk a little bit about your business. I just wanted people to understand who you were as an individual and that you are also a special education teacher. But 
You're also an entrepreneur. And you mentioned coaching. And I want to say, Jacob, that the word coach and coaching always makes me a little nervous because anybody can say they're a coach. You can just put out and say, I'm a coach. And I want to explore a little bit more about what are you doing at Searchable when you say you're coaching? Because you're looking at the way you've explained this to me, you're looking at it differently than the way I'm hearing others. And I really like the approach that you're taking. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with Searchable. Absolutely. And great question. Uh, so I think one of the most important things for job seekers is education, right? Because especially perfect example of the pandemic, people have been at the same job for 10, 20 years, whatever. And then they get furloughed, laid off, et cetera. They don't know the market. They don't know what the landscape is. So it's like a fight or flight. Pe what do people do? They run to the job boards because that's what they know. And there's right. no fault of their own. But it, I believe the landscape has changed a lot. And the simple reason, like if you go to a job board, your only weapon is your resume. That's it. And the, the submit button. That's yep. not a whole lot. I look at, I'm full of cheesy analogies. So yep. I look at your resume is just the table of contents, right? You got your bullet points, your dates of employment, and that's it. It's a synopsis. It's a high level. So you need to use a platform like LinkedIn. There are others, but LinkedIn is my favorite. I to love tell, LinkedIn. Yeah, to tell your story. Your resume is your table of contents. Where's your story? You can't wait 30, 60, 90 days to tell it in front of an employer. You need to document it. So when you document it, the reason I think it's so powerful is because every single word in a post is searchable, no pun intended, by anyone in the world. Anyone in the world. So you can have zero followers, zero connections. And I tell job seekers, LinkedIn or any platform, it's like a 24-hour Google search. So you know if you type in like a restaurant in a city on Google, it will populate all the locations? Right. Same thing on LinkedIn right? But people aren't looking for restaurants per se. Employers are looking for candidates and candidates are looking for employers. So when you put out a post, that post is automatically searchable. It's SEO friendly. The problem and is people don't yeah, post tell content. Us SEO. Tell us what so SEO is. So yeah, for sure. So, so SEO is search engine optimization. Okay. I am not an expert in SEO. I look at it from a high level. But if you look at it like 24-7, 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, employers are looking for you, the job candidate. So if all you have is your profile, that's great. But that's the only way you're found. Right. That's it. There are so many ways to get found. For example, if you engage on another person's post, like a hiring manager or just anyone in your field, and they have 10,000 people on their network, 10,000 people will now see your value-added comment in their newsfeed. And again, you don't have to be connected to them. Right. And will you, like how you said, you value add comments. What is wrong, Jacob, with, I'm setting you up here. What's wrong with us going out there and saying really mean, nasty things on LinkedIn or any other place? Isn't that also going to have the same results, but the exact opposite of what we want? Because yeah, everybody can see what you're saying. Everybody can see what you're saying. Yeah, everything leaves a digital footprint, okay? Everything has a digital footprint. And what I mean by that is if you leave a comment a week ago, it still is searchable, right? Mm -hmm. It still has a footprint. And to prove it, like you can go into your activity section 
and or an employer can go in and check your activity is public mm -hmm. unless oh, you yeah. change your settings to like totally private, which is funny because it's like, why are you on LinkedIn anyway? If you want to be and, private and are you looking for a job, aren't you trying exactly. to have the employers find you? So I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. So from a high level, the way I tell job seekers is like LinkedIn is a platform of you. You must give to the platform if you want to receive. So what I mean by that, yeah, it's I got all sorts of cheesy quotes. That's a good um, one. I like it. So what I mean by that is you have to give your value on LinkedIn, right? In in content form, audio, video, it, it doesn't really matter because most people, when they see a job on LinkedIn from an employer's post, they'll take or ask for something, meaning, hey, my name's Jacob. This job looks great. Here's my resume. I need a job. That's taking or asking for something. You got to put some skin in the game first. You have to like your resume is some skin of the game, but like mm -hmm. you can get deeper. For example, you don't have to wait 30 days again on a phone screening to be like, hey, I did some research on your company. I noticed that your stock went up 17% in 2019 due to whatever. You could do that in a comment right in front of an employer and it's immediate. Whereas yeah. you don't have to wait 30 days to add your value to an employer. Yeah, great point. So the name of your website is www.searchable.work. And I know that you have some free resources out there as well as paid resources. But tell us a little bit more about what searchable.work is offering to clients. Yeah, absolutely. I have a range of services, anything from optimizing your LinkedIn profile to revising your resume based on what you're seeking. So the biggest issue is like in the pandemic, people want to pivot. It's pretty normal. It's become the norm. You do want to cater your resume based on the job you're seeking. And that does not mean you're fabricating information. It just means you're tailoring it based on the job description, essentially. And there's a lot of ways to do it. It's not just your resume. If you're a business analyst and you want to switch to project management, right? I would absolutely put that in your summary section on LinkedIn. You don't have to say I'm certified because that's not true, but you can say working towards a PMP certification, for example. Right. Why, right. why is this powerful? Because nobody's searching for your name. They don't have your resume. They're searching for PMP certification in Chicago. Right. And if you and have those keywords in your profile, you have a better chance of getting found. And I'm going to ask you again, just because we, with the acronyms, I do know what PMP means, but do you mind telling people what that means? Yeah. So it's, there's actually project. more than, there's in more than one. Management professionals is the one that I think. Of. Yeah. There, yeah. There's actually more than one, but yeah, I think it's project, PMP project management project professionals. Management. Professional. I, yeah, I have too. Yeah, I have too many acronyms. I, I know, but, and I only say that because pe people, yeah, always. Yeah, say. and there's also ITIL. There's a lot. I know. I know. I'm not a PM, yeah. but yeah. But they know. But they do know. The recruiters know what they're looking for. They do know. And they type that in too. Yes, they do. They. That's use what they type thing. it in. So I what I actually sorry to interrupt you. Um, what I actually suggest is don't just type in the acronym. Spell it out. I agree. I agree. Do, and, do both. And include the acronym. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, and spell it out. Yeah. And yeah. you never know what they're searching for. No, you, they don't. No, no. And so it's, it, and I think the something that I have done, I've written multiple books about, I have three books, but adding value to the conversations, 
add value to conversations. It's amazing who you get access to. But if you're out there, I, and I'm not going to call this one person out, but somebody posted something during the holidays about accessibility and I'll never forgive you, the Greta thing. And it came across as so horribly negative, so negative. And I thought, I don't think this was what you were going for because it just really came across as nasty, negative, and not helpful to us moving forward. We're already all stressed out from everything we've walked. It's very important to be consistent about who you are on social media. If you are looking for a job, don't be out there in negligees and a bong, taking hit bong hits. There has to be some logic still with this as well. And I think people are getting better, but reminding people, as Jacob is saying, that it's always out there. It's so always out there. It's really funny you just mentioned that. Um, right, I, happened. Somebody did that to me. And I was, oh! I'm only saying it's funny because I was just in Los Angeles visiting family and the amount of cannabis stores in Los Angeles are... Now, I will say like maybe there's nothing wrong with a bong in your social media if you're looking for to work for a cannabis company. I agree. It, I but agree. it's all context. It's contextual. Yes, it is contextual. And the reason why I brought that one is because that actually specifically happened and I about died trying to get that off of my feed that somebody had put on there. But that was years ago. But I really am fascinated with what you're doing because the reality is a lot of people do not know how to find a job, especially people that are neurodiverse or people with disabilities. Disenfranchised people often feel like we don't even know how to navigate this. And I don't know very many people that are doing what you're doing, which is why I was very glad that Tiffany, you recommended that I interview you. So I want to definitely give some love to Tiffany of Diversability. They're doing great work. But I also am fascinated with the work you're doing. I think it's very clever and very helpful. And I wonder how we can take what you're doing and package it up in a way and make it available to more people. And so I'm talking to Jacob about supporting what we're doing at Billion Strong, because I just think it's very clever what he's doing. But let, tell us what we can expect when we go to your website. I know you have some free resources out there. You also had mentioned to me that you have a pre-recorded masterclass that people can buy. Tell us a little bit more about the free resource. You sent me a copy of the free resource, which we will make sure that we include when we do this episode. But tell us about that. And then also, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about the masterclass. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what I've learned, like just as a human and the way I process information, like when most people go right, I make a U-turn and go the other way. But that's and I learned that's OK. I just have to learn that like that I I learn differently. I process information differently and I've learned to harness it instead of run away with it. OK, so the PDF job secret cheat sheet, it's actually started as a psychology experiment. 98% like I give it out. I give this out for free because I know that 98% of people will not look at it. Like, why would you? Who cares? Why? I'm just some person on the Internet, whatever. But it's literally a step by step guide on how to leave your network, how to find opportunities outside your network. Also, right. how to add value when you see a post of interest, when you see a job post or something you want to connect with in your industry. You have to be very tactical, right? And like I said before, everything on social media has a digital footprint. So if you start saying nasty things, that'll stay there. Unless you physically delete it, it will sit there. Mm -hmm. Or LinkedIn will take it down. But 
sometimes they'll just let it run. It's crazy. I've seen some colorful and things. And also, Jacob, if anybody liked it or shared it, or it, you can delete it, but it's still there. Because exactly. now it's part of their feed. So you do something nasty like that. And it's very sad that people do this. And one person shares it and you no longer have control of it. Yeah. So it's a little scary. But yeah, so it's a free PDF job secret cheat sheet. It will really help you get your feet wet, right? Like some people just, they don't want any help. It's their pride, their ego, whatever. But I give you like, a document that I've tried and I use when I'm job seeking or when I was looking for work that actually can be very helpful. And it's something that you can't do on a job board. Sorry, you can't do on a job board because you're very limited on job board. You can fill out your information and click submit. But yes. what I've seen is like medium to large companies, when you click submit, it tends to leave the hands of a human and go into artificial intelligence. I so, so I always came up with this other cheesy line: "Don't submit to submit." <laughs> like I'm not it was saying in black just, wool. I think. Goes yeah, in a, a black lot wool. of the times. Yeah, figuring out is the keywords. So, so yeah, and that's I couldn't tell you what the keywords are. It's yeah, they're I constantly changing. Constantly so, changing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying don't apply. I'm just saying don't have that be your only strategy. I agree. I agree. And tell us about the masterclass. Sure. So the masterclass is literally a rundown. I like to use the analogy of offense versus defense. So defense is your profile, right? It's like you're getting set up for a game or for battle, right? You set up your profile. Most people just put their past and present experience. But if you're pivoting, you want to put what you're currently working on. The reason right. being is keywords. Just because you're not finished with that certification in JavaScript, you still want to put it in working towards whatever because yes. now you're mo now you're more searchable to that employer right yeah so that's a defense that's 10 percent of it the other 90 percent is offense right that consists of content creation pushing out bite-sized pieces based on what you do if you are going into a new field great document your learning journey right your journey that's going to be rich with keywords mm -hmm. and the best people are like what's a learning journey treat it like a yeah. digital diary right Day one, a life in a day in the life of a emerging software developer, right? Today we worked on JavaScript and we built this cheesy little app that shows you how to detect whatever or how to make reservations at a whatever. So what you do when you're documenting your process and your learning journey is you're embedding those keywords because it's going to show the commands, the, the backend development, stuff like that. Could be a different language to me or you, but it's you're speaking the language of employers. And that's very important. I know that I promised to keep you on only 30 minutes, but I want to ask you once again to, to give your your website. And, and also, I know you're on social media, and you've already mentioned that you really prefer LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. But how can people find out more about your work is the question I'm asking you now. For sure. So yeah, I do have a website, searchable.work. You can also just Google it. Some people like it doesn't pop up. Searchable so I take it. So it's searchable.work. And then I'm very much on LinkedIn. Feel free to to locate. There's a million, there's like a bunch of Jacob Levies, but you just have to locate it. Or you can you can Jacob A Levy at gmail.com. You can email me there. But yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but not as much as LinkedIn. 
I'm on all of them too, but LinkedIn is my, I just love LinkedIn. So I like them all, but I happen to love LinkedIn. So really appreciate the work you're doing. And I think also if you typed in Jacob Levy searchable, you could also find him. You can always come to me. I'll help you find him. Jacob is has agreed to work with us as a global advisor, Billion Strong. I think the services he offers are so valuable to our community. So they, there's once again, we're all stronger together. We know that. And that's why I do this show. I want to make sure you know about the work that Jacob's doing. But once again, Tiffany Yu is who told me about Jacob. I was talking to Tiffany and she, I was saying, are there any people that you know that you want me to interview? And she asked me, she said, is it, do they get paid to be interviewed? And I loved the question. Now, no, you don't get paid to be interviewed on my show. I don't have that money. But I love that was the first question she asked because often people with disabilities are just expected to speak for free. And we don't want to do that anymore. But also there is a time doing things like this, I understand. But I appreciate Tiffany Yu's leadership. And she's the one that told me about Jacob. So she was very impressed with what he's doing. So I highly recommend you checking out searchable.work. I also want to say that Jacob has worked with his web people to make sure it's fully accessible. But if you see any accessibility issues, don't attack him. Just say, oh, Jacob, I saw this. Let's all help each other. He's worked hard at it. But if you see any accessibility issues, just gently let him know. This is what we need to do in 2023 is help each other be more successful. That's one reason why we created Billion Strong, because I want you to know about the Jacob Levies of the world. So once again, his website is www.searchable.work. You can find him on LinkedIn at Jacob Levy and Searchable, or come to me and I'll help you find him too. But Jacob, let me give you the final words, but we really are grateful for the work you're doing, the way you took your own lived experiences with disabilities and used it. To, to help others. I just am very impressed with that. So thank you for that. But let me give you the last words. I appreciate that so much, Deborah. And I want to just echo your sentiment. Shout out to Tiffany Yu and the Dis DLC, Disability Leadership Collective, another acronym. But yeah, she's doing amazing work, big fan of her work. And yeah, I mean, the road to entrepreneurship, I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur. I would say just a small business owner, but I like that word too, whatever. An entrepreneur. If you're a small business owner, you are an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And by the way, you don't have to be a small business owner to be an entrepreneur. You can be an entrepreneur inside of a business. So I, I personally like that word too, but you definitely are an entrepreneur, Jacob. You definitely awesome. are. Just the way awesome. you think about the world shows me that you're an entrepreneur, in my opinion. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. So I want to leave with one last quote, actually one that I created over the past three years in terms of disability. People can say whatever they want about it. It's just my opinion. A disability is not an inability to do something. I, I believe that it's an opportunity to go an alternate path to arrive at a solution. And it's on this path where novel and innovative ideas exist. Agree. Said. Said. Yes. Being a human being means sometimes you have disabilities, sometimes you don't. It's just we're diverse biological entities. I appreciate your work. And once again, his website is www.searchable.work. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Deborah. You've been listening to Human Potential at Work. 
To learn more about Rue Global Impact, visit rueglobal.com. And to learn more about Billion Strong, an identity and empowerment organization designed to bring the billions of voices of persons with disabilities together, you can join the global community and donate at billion-strong.org. That's billion-strong.org.